Welcome to Exploring the Metaverse, where we explore the depths of virtual and augmented reality and the ever-expanding metaverse and how it applies to regular people. Today's episode number three is a special one. We have our guest, Alex Denuzio. He's the CEO of JAM, that's J-A-M-B-B, a collectible startup bridging comedy and NFTs to bring laughter to fans and support comedians in a new way. It's the world's first digital collectibles marketplace. It's focused on comedy, and it's to provide the best source of rare comedy collectibles, including tiers of content like jokes, specials, in-person experiences, like so much. But don't take it from me. Let's get into the interview, and you can hear it from the man himself, Mr. Alex Denuzio. Yeah, so how you doing, Alex? Thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you very, very much. Tell me about yourself. You know, um, I was I was approached by your your team and learned about your company a little bit from the website, but I'd love to hear it from the man himself. Yeah, uh, Jam is Web3 comedy and entertainment, um, put very simply. Uh, we aim to help people, particularly comedians, take advantage of the rich set of content they've created and get it into the hands of fans. And it, this is a particular challenge for comedians. It's a group of people that work their tails off, often $20 a night, 200 times a year, trying to get discovered. Um, and you know, and the things that are created are often one-time use. You're on stage one time, it disappears at the end of the night. If you're not in New York City on Monday, May 9th, you can't attend this thing and no one else gets to see it. And we think that there's massive opportunities to, to change that. Uh, in terms of helping people get access and um, using things like the metaverse and virtual uh, shows to to help people um, participate in ways that they couldn't before. And then when they discover something that they love, sort of uh, be able to go a step deeper and actually either own the thing or prove to people that they were here early. And uh, and so that's that's really what we're focusing on. You're giving me goosebumps because honestly, you know, I can really visualize that comedian up on the stage, dimlit audience, you know, and just that sort of ownership and that ability to express that moment beyond that moment. To me, I see that as incredibly powerful. And I really share that vision with you. Um, I see, you know, the existing comedy space as it is. And like, how would Jam be a disruptor? It's obvious to me that this is not a commonplace occurrence as it is. Um, But what really is that that piece that the average person like me, who doesn't really know much about it, how do I take this forward into my world and especially into the modern metaverse? And I especially enjoy the idea of the, the virtual and augmented reality worlds. Where does this go forward with me as, as a regular person? Yeah, so at, at its most basic, Jam is helping you own a joke, a set, a bit. Okay. Some- some of these things are one of many moments. Some of these things are one of one moments. Uh, some of the things that we did with Hannibal Burst, for example, we did as one of ones that included IP rights, sort of a broader IP license associated with it. So you, as the buyer oh. of the actual NFT, love what he has done. You know that could end up in the jingle for your used car dealership, or you know various things. And so, like what people have done with the roughly 50,000 or so NFTs that we've sold to date is like, they've started to kind of create these collections of their favorite comedy moments. These range from uh, a show we did last July called Non-Fungible Jokin with some just incredible comedians in LA 
was a two-day event. It was the first time many comedians are back on stage from the pandemic. You had Pete Holmes from Crashing. We had Moses Storm, who just has an HBO special, Beth Belling, Ray Bamford, uh, and like 14, 10, 10, 11 others, and uh, just this impressive group. And it was this like moment of levity, which is like, hey, these jam guys are doing something cool. I don't really understand the NFT world, but what is really interesting to me is the thought that the like these things have value beyond tonight and you can actually own this and but you know and then some funny jokes like hey thanks for dumping your kids college fund into you know buying this nft and, and things that made it really light but it sounds amazing to me I, I i really think that you guys are doing an incredible job and i can absolutely visualize especially like maybe a startup comedian who's struggling to get you know a foothold in the industry and it gives them this extra extra outlet and an extra way to connect with this community uh, while the, you know, the comedy world, which is such a well-established and well-founded um, aspect of entertainment. I think it's amazing that these, uh, these individuals, you know, have this, um, they have this new thing that they can work with. And perhaps there's a little bit of a monetization aspect on, on the end of the, of the artists, right. It gives them that ability to, you know, maybe to, up their level of, of um, how do you say, quality of life, you know, the, let's, them, let's them monetize a little bit this great work because they have these bright moments on the moment, in the spot. I do some live streaming myself and there's nothing scripted and I know well how you could go for an hour and a half and not have any real massively bright moments and then something triggers you, maybe that person in the audience or maybe that troll or something and you have a bright retort and to be able to capture that I think really is the essence. And when I when you talk about having it captured in an NFT, I kind of generally understand that as an individual. I don't own any NFTs at the moment, um, but like I don't I don't need you to explain NFTs to people. I think that's something kind of in a broader sense that's outside of really the scope of this conversation beyond maybe the very basics. But how would these NFT pieces then? How would we take them and integrate them into the the virtual world? How would we? integrate that into perhaps like an augmented piece. I, I see a comedian who's wearing glasses perhaps and, you know, having the bit scrolling by a little bit and a heads up display or some type of thing. Like, do you guys have a vision or a plan in place right now where you're working that into the, to the, to the virtual space? Yeah, I think there's two sort of bridges. So like, if you think about an NFT, it's just like something uniquely digital that you own. It doesn't matter anything mm -hmm. beyond that. Then it can act as like a lock and key because I own thing X, I can do activity Y. And for us, that is both something that we can bridge into the digital world, but also the physical world. So we're hosting a comedy show coming up in Germany. We just did one in LA. We're doing others throughout the world where if you have a jam NFT, you show up at the door and you show it to the person that's, you know, bouncing, you can walk in for free. And it's like this, okay, cool, this is kind of neat. You know, the show we did in LA, we sort of allowed the people that were there to meet and hang out with the comedians after the event. That's pretty cool. We do the same thing sort of virtually. We built a uh, an environment where um, we, were, we will host sort of metaverse first comedy shows. I, my question is sort of like figuring out who the comedians are that you'll know better in the say metaverse world than you do in like a physical real world. Um, and there's such when, a crossover there, right? Yeah. And when will that happen? I look at like events like in China, the XR events, for example, with musicians and um, as a major source of inf in inspiration, just having the hundreds of thousands, millions of fans who are tuning in across 
this you know massive set of end users only if maybe zero are actually there just a bunch of tvs and they're interacting with with you know the people that are on stage and they're buying merch that's digital and memorabilia that they can keep and those things then can show up in other ecosystems and i think that's where like nfts and sort of digital versions of collectibles that have the ability to take things with you versus consumed and done are you know really represent a, a strong state for the future I think it's amazing. I, I, my kids, especially my friends, my colleagues, I've, I've sort of generally been sharing your website with them and talking about it to, to understand more myself, right? This is a brand new concept for me. And when your team reached out, I thought, you know, what is this? Right. And it's, I just think this is the wave of the future. And I think that this can extend into multiple industries. And I think that you guys are really setting sort of a standard for people moving ahead and looking at, the website now, you know, just scrolling through it and seeing the big names that have already joined and these these massive acts. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm not very cool. OK, Alex, I don't watch a lot of <laughs> pop cultural things. I'm not really much into movies and TVs and things, but I have been to comedy shows, you know, and I love the idea of getting together with friends and going out to a comedy show. And it's been a while it's been a while, you know, we've been locked away and uh, isolated, so to speak. And I'm not a big fan of that. I like when we can get out and I'm a real face-to-face kind of person as much as I love the digital world. And so to see this bridge, as you say, to see this, um, th- this, uh, this actual authentic world coming together in a way that somebody can own a moment or, or own an experience, own a joke is, is absolutely astounding. And now, the web page here has a lot of information on it, um, a lot of just sort of overview. Um, and I see there's a section here that's the the fans with benefits, and you have these kind of multiple levels. Can we talk a little bit about that and how the structure is in place for individuals who have decided to opt in and to you know to pursue the ownership path? Yeah, I think for the future, you know, the best analogy is probably to think about jam as a stadium and there's a show going on inside it really for the most part you buy a ticket in and you get to see the show and in winter in there there's a bunch of cool things you could do maybe in our case there's content you've never seen before there's episodes of shows you haven't seen there's behind the scenes things there's opportunities to meet the actual comedians or talent uh there are props from the show you could buy your digital equivalent of a of a popcorn and a beer but it's in the form of some digital good um and then perhaps you also have like a velvet rope sort of area where because you participated in a particular drop or have particular access, you can go even deeper with a particular set of talent. And so that sort of bifurcation exists at the at sort of these tiers where people are really into the fandom of a particular group and they want to opt in to say, meet the comedians. And they can't do that for a million people necessarily, but no. I can do that for a hundred uh, or I can do that for 10 and um but everybody else deserves an incredible experience that they can't have anywhere else and so that's sort of where that that stadium analogy comes in it sounds it sounds like the type of thing that everyone would want to do and that everyone would really enjoy is it is it complicated you know like my 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 circle and i'm sure yours as well includes a wide variety of people some that are incredibly tech crypto nft savvy you know they've got multiple wallets cold storage the whole bit ready to go you know they're taking on the future but then there's those folks i don't want to call up my mom yesterday was mother's day and she looks at me like i'm i'm a little off you know and so how 
how is the the process for an individual who's been like, okay, you know, I'm moved, I'm absolutely inspired, I want a piece of this, I want to get in on the action. What is that process like? Is it, um, you know, a short one, two, three kind of process? Like, how do you guys have that uh, established at this point? Yeah, one of the principles of Jam is just this idea that you should be able to participate without knowing anything about the space. Now, the Web3 ecosystem doesn't always make that the easiest. Uh, and But for example, you can sign up for Jam with an email address. You can pay with a credit card. You can leave having owned something, knowing nothing about the technology behind the scenes. Maybe you were exposed to the word wallet, but as long as you click the little information thing, you're like, oh, a wallet, where my thing that I bought is kept. Okay, that's good enough. Yeah. yeah so our idea over time is to minimize the technology like why would a fan outside of like the most fervent blockchain users really care the chain that something is on the technological choice you and i don't go around saying like hey this zoom meeting's on google cloud versus aws like these right. things don't happen so why would it ha- why would it happen in the future experiences for other things in our world uh, that's that's perfect to me because yeah that's a, that's a major to me a major stumbling block or a major type of um you know, it could be a it could be a big block um, to getting people onboarded, and so obviously there's challenges, right? This is a new a new industry. You know, you're really branching off of an existing aspect of of culture, right? And so cultural moments, I think, are something that are so incredibly important. And these are the things that we talk about moving forward. You know, sayings from movies are, are really popular, or songs. You know, you'll catch somebody singing something that could be fifty or a hundred years old, right? And what kind of challenges do you do you still face? What is on the horizon that you see as a, a, a stumbling block for, for your company? And how do you plan to move past that and continue to succeed? Yeah, well, I think stumbling blocks are everywhere. One we just sort of talked about, which is the industry's problem, which is to make utilizing the tech in the space as easily as humanly possible. Uh, and being able to onboard millions of new users, hundreds of millions of new users, that's going to take a lot of effort from a lot of different people. And this, from Jam's perspective, you know, each time we interact with talent, some of the biggest names in the world, like we are getting to a place where we don't have to explain all of the fundamentals because there's yeah. trust from, from the past things that we've done in the done on the platform. But you know, there's still a lot of curiosities and questions. And so I think the challenge there is just it's time. It's it's making sure that Jam is the most trusted brand at, for sort of comedy and entertainment. And as time goes on and we do more things with people and their results are at positive, like they just like interacting with us, regardless of the monetary outcome on the other side, those those things will pay dividends for us. So I think that's the way sort of forward. It's just like looking at this as like we're all people trying to figure out something new and bringing the human element to it, which is we'll take the complicated tech stuff you all are very good at producing what you've produced in the past and we'll marry this together for something new and exciting. I love that. I love that. You know, that's why I'm here right now talking is I, I love to have conversations with people such as yourself. I love to learn new things. Um, and like anyone, you know, there's those moments where it gets a little too deep for me and I'm like, okay, I'm going to push back or pull, pull back. Right. And, uh, and step away. So like, like when I see this beautiful user interface and this ability for anyone to, to join, I'm I'm inspired, right? And I'm excited about it. And I, I see that you have a, a large list of partners, you know, already on board, major companies, um, 
you know, of all of all kinds that are working together with you. And what type of relationship do you have with those partners? And what type of, you know, what kind of technology you're sharing? But how are you working together to continue to push this this vision forward? Yeah, take like D- uh, Dapper Labs for example. So the Flow blockchain, <clears throat> what NBA Top Shot is built on. Um, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's being able to own a moment in time from basketball, uh, the NBA Top Shot, and uh, you know they built a blockchain like special purpose for NFTs and sort of non-technical people to be able to participate. Well, that's a very serendipitous combination with what we're trying to do at Jam, and one of the main reasons why that they were sort of a primary partner for us. And now we're extending that to, to other ecosystems as we see that there's new audiences and new use cases. Um, a team called Moonbeam, which is the Polkadot ecosystem, is very exciting to us. They're an EVM compatible blockchain. If you have no idea what any of the things are that I just said, just ignore all of it uh, and just know that it's a very uh, exciting sort of technology. When I look at and evaluate partners, I look at what kind of new communities can it open up and what kind of new utility can it open up? Maybe there's a new metaverse play just in the case of this call. Maybe there's new way, new places to sort of bring NFTs that could that could uh, add value to the buyers over time. And so we, we look at sort of like the expansion of access and utility as primary choices when we're looking at partnerships. And then obviously tech has to work. Um, and so we, we partner with some of the best that's out there. It sure looks like it. Absolutely. Uh, is there any new partnerships on the horizon or things that we can talk about here that maybe you've you've launched recently or wanted to bring up? Well, let's see. Stay tuned for a couple big productions that we're doing. So we're uh, producing a few new comedy shows, uh, one in New York, one in Utah. Uh, Some very exciting uh, names will be participating. It's a chance for fans to actually help influence production. Uh, And... um, uh, and that's going to be really exciting. So I'd say pay attention to those things. And then, yeah, we're we're continually looking at um, sort of the best extension from a, a technology perspective and to how to reach as many people as possible. So um, while I totally avoided your answer very politically there, I... Uh, I well, think I mean, of, I have to know, try, right? Yeah, a lot of really exciting things that uh, you'll see in some some press releases coming soon. I think that's amazing. And I think that people in general are going to be like, for me, you know, a little takeaway just so far from what you've you've shared with me is that the idea of having that deeper connection with the comedy community, and it, and it, and it feels to me like you're creating another unique community unto itself, a group of individuals that really share a vision, but share, you know, this cultural connection of, of entertainment values and I could see, you know, an, a gathering of just jam enthusiasts all together having this type of a conference or gathering, you know, whether, whether it be a small scale, large scale type of thing. And is that something that you guys have done or is that something that you maybe you're working towards is bringing, awesome. bringing the people together? It's a great question. We did, we're doing this at these in real life events, right? Show an NFT and come through the door. And so we are seeing people from all walks of life who show up and it's amazing because they all, I mean, these are probably people that are spending time in our Discord community. They're advocating on behalf of Jam, like what they really connected with sort of what we're doing. Um, maybe it's through comedy that they've, you know, th- their favorite parts of, of life, you know, some of these things. I mean, that's not, that's not like a, that's not a joke either. Like comedy is some of the most shared content in the world. It's some Absolutely. of the, it's something that everyone has their own flavor of, but can relate to. In the pandemic years, we needed comedy more than we've needed anything else. The ability to sort of just laugh because everything else was just too hard at some points. And and yet that was a time where 
you know, these same comedians I started off talking about being on stage 250 times in a year, there was no stage. So like, right. So how did they do their job? They really, really hard. And so, you know, bringing all these things together, gathering of the minds. um, Yeah. I think all that is, it's great. Um, Hopefully we can do more of that. I would love to participate. I would especially love to participate in real life. Now I'm living up in Canada. I live in the western part of Canada, Alberta, Canada. Had, do you have any contacts in the uh, the northern reaches? And where we, I mean, we're speaking of a an internet metaverse based type of company, but where would you consider yourselves based out of? And where would people be able to, you know, more likely than not to to participate in these in person events? Yeah, well, we have some very proud Canadians working for us, and uh, and so there's there's a Canadian. T- I grew up in Buffalo, New York, as well, so I feel like I'm like half Canadian. If, uh, you know, yeah, just, very just, close, right? Just across the you, water. That's exactly right. Not the western reaches, but uh, at least from Ontario. Um, and uh, and so yeah, we we are dispersed all over the place. Technically, our, our headquarters is Boston, Massachusetts, and so um, I and a number of others are sort of in and around this area, uh, and then. We have, uh, yeah, but we have people scattered all over the world and participating with Jam. I mean, right now we do a lot of work in uh, New York and LA and like I was saying in Utah um, uh, and some other places. It's an interesting jump from New York to LA to Utah. (laughs) Really, really is. Once you see the reason, you'll see the reason why very Mm -hmm. soon. Um, And, uh, but, um, but yeah, so we're, but our goal is to be having events in as many cities as humanly possible because the, you know, I, we want jam synonymous with just a good, like being able to support comedians and have this like uh, just rich experience. So hundred percent, hundred percent. If you ever need a, a host for one of these events up in the, uh, up in the great white north. You just let me know, Mr. Alex. I'd love to participate with you guys. I've had nothing but positive experiences speaking with your team. Um, the patience that they've had with me. I had a few tech issues on my end. I appreciate <laughs> it very, very much. Um, what have I missed? Is there any major points, you know, that you guys talk about in your in your in your meetings and things that I've completely glazed over that you really think that the the listeners should be aware of? I just would if you could just take one thing away, it's like we want to focus on access. So helping people access things they can't access today. So whether that's the answer to a question of like, what happens when the curtain closes or the mic shuts off, or how do I meet the person that I love that's on screen? Or um, how do I go like a step deeper? Like that's the, that's really the most important thing for us. And I think that we are uh, on our way, but need the community to continue to help push us in the right direction. I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, that sounds like from a from a layperson's perspective, the most one of the most exciting aspects that the idea of meeting one's hero, uh, that goes right back to childhood, right? That resonates with us almost everyone on a very deep level. You know, you see a movie and this character is greater, bigger than life. You know, you you go to a concert or you go to a comedy show and these people are a little bit away from us on the stage or on the screen. And, you know, they're so passionate, such powerful people that they move us to want to connect with them, to be like them, to be inspired by them. And, you know, that's what draws me to your platform is that that powerful cultural impact. It's not just... You know, we're not not talking about a simple thing here. This is a complex and deep, deep thing that has 
wide-reaching implications for, for the entire world. Entertainment really brings people together. It's very similar to, to food or to music. These are major cultural things. And, and laughter at, at, on, on the simplest level is, is, to me, right there on the same level as those, those simple things. So I really appreciate the work that you're doing and your team, everyone is doing. And I really look forward to seeing some jam events here in in my area anyway, even if it's a short awesome. drive away or something like that. And I'd love to meet, you know, even anyone from the team to be there and, uh, you know, to experience this. So I really appreciate your time, sir. You have been incredibly awesome to talk with. And, uh, you know, thank you very, very much, Alex, for being here on Exploring the Metaverse. Yeah, thank you for the time. It's great to be here with you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Exploring the Metaverse. It was my absolute pleasure to interview Mr. Alex Denuzio, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, any feedback on this you'd like to leave, please email me at exploringthemetaversetogether at gmail.com. That's exploringthemetaversetogether, one word, at gmail.com. And I would love to continue this conversation with you. If you'd like to hear more interviews or have any ideas or suggestions for, for conversations that you'd love to hear on the show, please contact me at that same email address. It would be my absolute pleasure. So thank you very much for listening. And I look forward to the next episode.